Welcome into the Fairweather Podcast, where we discuss all things San Diego Loyal Soccer Club. Welcome in, and YouTube right now. Welcome Let's into the go. Fairweather Podcast. We have to start off saying that we are brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network and Roughneck Scarves. Uh, check the ads out at the end. Uh, and please support them because, uh, you know, why not? Roughneck Scarves. They make almost every scarf except some of the knockoff ones. Uh, so check them out, uh, Roughneck Scarves and Beautiful Game Network. Uh, we are back again live on Wednesday. Um we had a pretty awesome interview last week, so if you haven't checked that one out, please do. Um, really great storyteller, Anna Vassiliadis, uh, the chairman of San Diego Loyal, came on. Uh, it We teared up, maybe? I mean, there, there no, might, we did. We definitely did. There is video, video and audio proof. Um, but as we do every week, we've got to check in with each other because that's what we do. Uh, Marissa, how are you doing yes. today? I am fantastic. Thank you for asking. I disconnected from Facebook two days ago, so... I feel better. I'm good. That's the move. Yes. Block Facebook. Right. Can't I'm struggling. I'm on the struggle bus with that, but I'm I'm leaning that way with the Facebooks these days. Uh, Chris. I, I need it for work, but. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Chris, how you doing today, buddy? Man, I'm doing good. All my black shirts smell like steak. Oh, <laughs> okay. I've never heard something more beautiful in my entire life. I'm so glad you liked it. <laughs> oh, geez. My wife doesn't do the red meat anymore, so like pork even, like doesn't do pork or beef. So like that smell, or we were watching a cooking show, they're like slabs of beef, and I'm just like, oh, no, this is not fair. Why are we watching this? And she's like, I don't have a problem with this. This is why I don't eat it. It's like fair oh, enough. God. Torture. All right. And <laughs> we have a wonderful guest here uh, tonight joining us. I guess it's tonight. It's still a little bit light outside. Uh, from uh, Fubo TV and your podcast streams, I was specifically instructed to mention the Fubo TV show. Oh yeah, uh, the, the soccer cooligans. We got Alexis here tonight with us. How are you doing? What's going on, guys? What's going on, everybody? Also, just because your wife don't eat meat doesn't mean you can't. I mean, I do, I do when we go out, which we can't anymore. Um, yeah, so that's a problem. <laughs> Or she would like, she teaches uh, percussion. And so she has some shows on the weekend that I don't go to. Uh, and so if it's like an overnight thing, like I go to the grocery store and I'm like, I'm getting steak for lunch <laughs> and for dinner. And I'm going to cook it in my cast iron skillet and it's going to be beautiful. But that's kind of a hit and miss thing these days. But just the white noise in your apartment is right home alone <laughs> right right just constant grilling meat hell yeah dude and then it, and then it's like frozen sides because i don't want to put that much effort into mashed potatoes i'm like i'll just get the frozen mashed potatoes and cook the nice steak like yeah dude my wife went away i mean i go on the road all the time for cooligan stuff or for stand-up comedy um but there was once my wife just went away for a week and i was like at home by myself and i didn't know what to cook so i just kept going to the butcher and getting skirt steak so i ate literally just skirt steak and eggs for an entire week oh, amazing hell yeah dude amazing. i was so constipated bro <laughs> <laughs> did you get the meat did you get the meat sweats too like that's how you know you're oh, doing it right absolutely dude <laughs> nice well we're glad we're glad you're uh, you're on and you are still doing shows yeah yeah, absolutely. The uh, network is letting us film from our living room, which is really awesome. Shouts to Fubo Sports Network um, at Fubo Sports. Um, and uh, so we're calling it Living Room FC. So Christian is in his living room. I'm in mine. And we're bringing in 
uh, athletes. We just had Ali uh, Krieger and Ashlyn Harris at the same time. Uh, we had Daniel Shallowy. We had uh, Matt Turner. We had Dax McCarter. I mean, it's been pretty great. A lot of these players don't have anything to do. So it's like, right. you can't say no to us now. Right. You know? <laughs> we know you got nothing to do. I watch your Instagram, my guy. You're doing nothing. Right, right. <laughs> oh, shouts to that. Football sports, let's go. Right, that's what I said. Like, now is the time for, like, podcasts just to shoot your shot. Like, ask whoever you want. You know they're not doing anything. So, like, if they say no, you're like, ah, there might be on some more important podcasts. But, like, just shoot your <laughs> shot. You never know. I mean. You're not going to get ignored. Happened. Right? That's how, that's how this happened. I was like, how can you How can you come on our show? He's like, by asking. Like, yeah. I'm like, like you did just now. <laughs> also, Christian and I have made it a point to like be on as many soccer based podcasts as possible, um, whether they're just starting out or they've been around for a hot minute or like they have like a, a sort of they understand what they're doing. Like you guys or some of them, they definitely don't. <laughs> uh, but we want to do them all because like when we started, like no one would help us, yeah. you know, yeah. like and it wasn't it wasn't that no one would, but it was like we didn't have anyone that we could be like, yo, would you do our show? And it would maybe help out a little bit or could give us advice or people would maybe learn about our show more because they were on. There was no one other than like Jimmy Connor, like a year in, like everyone was just like, who are you? Why are comedians talking about soccer? So whenever somebody asks like, yes, we'll do your show. Cause no one did ours. I don't know if I could curse, but I stopped myself there. It's all right. I sweet. Fuck. <laughs> um, we'll edit it out of the podcast. Um, <laughs> Oh damn! All right, no, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> we we talked to, when we first started. We're like, we should have like a bleep for each one of us. So if one of us cusses, we have a specific bleep. But it hasn't happened yet. Like I'm a nice. I'm a middle school teacher. So I mean, again, I don't have anything to do. Uh, and so I find it very hard to actually cuss because it's like I have this filter built up that if I'm talking to other humans in a situation that's not like a party or my house, like it's yeah. like f- automatic filter. Like I just I can't. Like it just doesn't compute. That's no worries. Like me, I'm a comedian, dude. Right, I mean, right. I just I don't have that filter. I've I've been kicked out of funerals, you know. <laughs> it's a true story. <laughs> kicked out of funerals. I don't think I've gone that far. I don't think I've no. Gone and that if far. I told you the story, you'd you'd have to believe that a lot more than a word. So, <laughs> so speaking of when you first started, like I know uh, I've read a couple of your interviews, and you talked about wanting to kind of hype up MLS and make it like, hey, this is yeah. a good league. This is a fun league to watch. Like, where do you see the league now compared to where it was when you guys first started? Like, what? Do... I mean, it's leaps and bounds. None of it is because of us. I mean, I don't think. I think, if anything, what we've realized is we're here to entertain uh, the audiences in a way that they weren't or couldn't really be entertained before. It's like, you know, I'm a dude from Newark. Christian's a dude from Brooklyn. Like, we, we talk a certain way. We act a certain way. We're also comedians, so we think a certain way. And, like, there was no one that was really... Like, no one really took, like, the the more, like, you know, I hate to use, like, radio terms, but, like, urban approach. It's like, this is who we are. This is how we talk. And, like, this is how we talk with our friends when it comes to us watching soccer. You know what I mean? And, like, no one talked like that. And no one had, like, that New York attitude. So, I was like, we seem to hit all those notes. So, like, maybe we could build some excitement about the league in a way that hasn't been done before. Because it seemed like a lot of the media was just feeding, like, this so, somewhat of, like, almost like a safer you know, approach, like a more um, like a middle school approach. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, like a more suburban approach to some degree. Like this is, look, we know what we are. We're not going to go crazy, you know? And I, to some degree, like you have to have that, but you also have to have the, the crazy, you know what I mean? And like, I come from like, when I was younger, I used to listen to like New York sports radio. And it's like, everything is like ending. Like the world is ending because the Knicks lost. I mean, I, you know, you're going to, you're gonna, you're not going to have any hair by the end of this year, you know, <laughs> because the Knicks are going to constantly lose. Like we have been for 20 years. You know what I mean? Right, so right. like, 
if they can take that approach to a team that stinks, like why couldn't we take that approach to a league that was growing? And we've only seen it grow since then. I mean, I, I think for our fandom, the watershed moment, there's been two. It's Atlanta United and LAFC coming in. Those are the two moments where you see like the idea of what the league is shift and right. everyone care. And I think to some degree, if I can give myself a little bit of a pat on the back and Christian, the fact that we're here, if you now love the league and you search through like the media that's available to you, we're now an option. And like, I, you know, like to some degree, like once we got the TV show, like that sort of built our, you know, our credibility a little bit and our validity, right. but if, at least we were here. You know what I mean? At least we, mm -hmm. you, we give you an option. Like if you're not, you know, the squeaky clean, like, Hey everybody have a good day. Like if that's not the media you want, at least we're an option. You know, it's, it's mm -hmm. like the East coast pub banter of MLS. Like, yeah, versus absolutely. like the, the corporate talk show of the MLS. Yeah, it's like they already have state radio and extra time is amazing. Like people like, oh, what what podcast do you hate? It's like we think you could listen to everything like Total Soccer Show is an independent show that gives you facts. We have no facts. <laughs> You're sometimes funny. We're always funny. Right. So like our ratios are the exact opposite. And we love Total Soccer Show. They're our best friends in this business because we think. Go listen to them. Get all the information, and then let us corrupt all that information. You know what I mean? oh, I've heard those episodes. Yeah, the crossover episodes. Oh yeah. You, what you don't get to see is just the Daryl and uh, Taylor with their hands on their faces <laughs> as, I, as I rip apart any credibility they built with their fan base. So, who has the better bathrooms, Atlanta or LAFC? Oh, uh, less cops in Atlanta. <laughs> I, didn't I didn't almost get arrested uh, pooping in Atlanta. Uh... <laughs> No, it's so weird. Story. <laughs> that story is is followed me everywhere I go, man. So uh, good. We did a uh, at the end of the year. We did like a what it, you know, looking back at Cooligans since we started. What's the number one thing that you think signifies uh, Cooligans? Like, if you had to explain to Cooligans, Cooligans to someone, what's the clip you would play, or what's the what would you say? Like, what was the thing we've done? And overwhelmingly, it was the LAFC poop story, and it was like. Well, that's not why we got in this. You know? <laughs> we didn't get in this. So I can tell a story about almost getting arrested while taking it, you know, uh, uh, number two, you know. <laughs> Fair. But I think it does sum up like like if a normal fan of MLS was like, I want to be a media person. Most of them would rather talk about almost getting arrested, pooping in the LAFC VIP bathroom versus like a dope interview you did with a player after the game on the field. Like. Yeah, like with, with I you, hope so, right? I think when we started, we set out to like prove that we knew like tactics and formations, and it's like, you know, after like three episodes, I'm like, yeah, there's like a thousand places to go for this. You know what I mean? Right. That that part of that pie, there's like those, those 20 minutes where we were having a really good time. Let's just make the whole podcast that. And it's so funny, like the network when we first signed on with uh, Fubo Sports. Uh, we got in, and it's a new network, so the, hey, you guys are quick with the draw. <laughs> that's, uh, that's Marissa. I love it, dude. Marissa, yo, you on him on. I love it. Um, <laughs> like, when we when we first got there, like, all, all the shows were new. It was a new network. So, like, the producers, a lot of the producers that worked for ESPN, and one of them worked with, on a Howard Stern show, like, created the Howard Stern show. So it's like everyone knows what they're doing. Like, they're legit. You know what I mean? And they presented us with, like, notes. It was like a stack of papers with notes for the first episode. And I handed it back to him. I was like, nah, like, I'm not doing that. Like, why don't you watch what we do? We've been doing this every week for four and a half years at this point. Watch what we do. And then you give me notes. 
Like, I don't want what you think I'm going to do. I want you to see what we do, you know? And the head of the network was there. It was a lot riding on it. It was the first episode. Uh, Cooligan's agents, like, our, our agents were there. Our manager was there. I was like, nah, like, we're going to do what we do. And they're all like, please read the notes. I was like, no. <laughs> like, Christian was like, you, should, you don't want to, like, skim. I was like, no. Like, we do what we do. We go in there. We're going to make magic happen. I've had two Red Bulls and a coffee. Let's go, you know? Like, I was ready to go. I was sweating. I was sweating in areas I normally don't sweat, you know? Like, the middle of the top of your head. I was like, what is up with that? That never happens. Usually, it's a ring, you know? Uh, so, we go in. Two hours, right? We do the two hours. We hit the marks for the commercials. We do the whole nine. We mess up once or twice, but we walk out standing over. Everyone in the production team is clapping, and the guy goes to hand me the notes, and the, the head of the network is like, look, if they did that without notes, I never want you to give them notes. Dope. So, like, to me, it was like, look, I we, we kind of defined who we were, and we and we can carry that into a show. You know what I mean? Like, just believe in us a little bit, because we can literally talk about nothing. For We talked about Meek Mill's Instagram photo with Don Garber in the corner for four segments. We talked for almost an hour. <laughs> the production team is like, how do you, how are you still talking about an Instagram photo? I was like, oh, we could fill time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and your career in comedy definitely give you that confidence to be like, we know how to entertain people. Let us be entertainers. Like how yeah, much I, do you I fall back say, on that in that instance? Christian and I are two very different comedians, right? Like he thinks about comedy in a very methodical way. Like he likes to write. He'll go up there and riff. I mean, he could riff with the best of them. You could see it uh, when we do the show. You know what I mean? But for, for him, stand-up is this thing of like, I'm going to write a structured joke and I want to tell it. And then I want to sort of continue to work on it until it's great. My stand-up is very different. I come up with a funny idea or someone goes, hey, what you just said is funny. I'll remember that or I'll write like a quick like bullet point in my phone. And then before I go on stage, I just look through the notes in my phone and I just go up there and kind of, you know, riff a little and like telling us, it's almost like telling a story to your friends at a bar. Like the fourth time you tell it, you've cut some of like the parts that didn't matter. It's funnier. You've heightened some moments to make the end work. And that's similar. That's kind of what I do. Like I will get, I'll get us to the end. I'll make sure it's funny at the end and almost I'm better under pressure. So like, that's what I like to do. So we're kind of different in that way. And I think the show benefits from that because i think the show it, most sports shows have like a structure of this is what we're going to talk about and they want so bad to do that because that's what they know and they're like well we need to have some type of safety net and every week christian and i go in and once we grab a microphone we become those comedians but we define the subject to soccer so he'll have these structured thoughts and he can riff and he's like a sniper. Like he'll come in and say something wildly funny out of nowhere. And then that gives me the right to bring, pick that up and then run with it. And then I drop it and then he picks it up and runs with it. And by the end of it, like we, you know, for 20 minutes, we've been talking about a fart, you know what I mean? And it's just like, that's what I love, you know? So I got one more question for you before I hand it over to Marissa. Um, best soccer environment in the United States the worst soccer environment in the United States, and why do you choose Cincinnati as your worst? <laughs> uh, haven't been to a Cincinnati match. Um, best atmosphere, I mean, after the playoff game, and I know a lot of people are going to be mad. Actually, you know what? It's got to be – It's it changes. I would say right now it's somewhere between Atlanta United and, and LAFC. The atmosphere at LAFC, the fans themselves across the board, the whole stadium, is something to just really take in during that LAFC-LA Galaxy match. It just – I don't think I've ever witnessed something. And the fact that that city and the fan base is so Latino, mm -hmm. it just makes me kind of happy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. to see us kind of get to that point. But Atlanta United, what I love about Atlanta United is I've never seen a team take its city and allow that to define 
how it's going to be enjoyed. Mm. Like the city of Atlanta is hip hop. It's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's like the culture of being outside. It's the culture of all hanging out together. There's not that weird tension in Atlanta. Everyone's in Atlanta seems like it, I thought weed was legal. there. like, everyone's just having a good time. You know what I mean? Like everyone's relaxed. Like, they, because they don't have a second team, there's not the, oh, you like Atlanta United? Well, I like sporting Atlanta. You know what I mean? It's like, it isn't that. It's just everyone in that city and all the people that have, it's like the Southern New York. So the fact that all those people have moved from all those Southern cities to Atlanta to try to do something and they're all fans of that, that's how, that's what combines them and connects them to Atlanta. So everyone goes hard. Like MLS Cup, there was like six wedding tents in the parking <laughs> lot. And there was, there was four full hog barbecues happening. Like, I mean, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Like, I don't even care about the game anymore. Right? You know, yeah, yeah. let's do videos reviewing pork. You know? <laughs> I'm with that. I'm with that. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. uh, worst uh, for worst. I would have to say. Oh, man, they're going to hate me. Um, New grudge. I, yeah. Um, but, I, you know, it's not really. But here. All right. Look, I'm going to say Red Bull Arena. And here's why. Yeah. Because it's a beautiful stadium, and the fans that do care put their absolute heart and soul into it, that Section 101. And, like, we've sat in other sections, and it's like there's just something. They haven't found a way to connect with that city of, like, around Harrison, New Jersey or New York. Like, they're such diehards, and they deserve better. And they do. And it's like, look, I get that I'm an NYCFC fan, and I think nobody wants to see a game played at a baseball stadium. I get it. But the atmosphere is kind of fun. Like, when you go to Rebel Arena, it's like I almost feel bad for the supporters that they have. They're trying to get everyone else to enjoy it. And it's like people are on their phones. And, like, it's just not – like, I've seen moments like like CONCACAF matches. The place is lit. I went for a national team game. That's one of the best stadiums to go to. You know what I mean? And, like, those I – think I think the supporters deserve a little better. And I don't know what, what it's going to take to turn that around. But I wish the whole stadium was that Section 101. And they'd be, they'd be having a great time out there. Ooh. Okay. Well, right, we're going to cut that. New Jersey- Right, we're gonna cut that audio out, and we're just gonna like post, no, okay. post just that. Just Great. That. <laughs> but you're from New Jersey, so you love New Jersey. I'm you born. I'm from Newark. It's different. Yes. <laughs> no, yes. but yo, yeah. I do love Jersey. Like, I got no. There's no disrespect to Jersey whatsoever. I mean, I like a good Jersey dude. I make fun of it all the time. You know what I mean? But yeah. um, like when you're born and raised in Newark, you don't get a lot of love outside of Newark. Like when I tell people I'm from Newark. Everyone's like, oh, we, we, we weren't even allowed to go there as kids. Like, that's what you hear. So, like, I have a very different different definition of, like, Jersey love. You know what I mean? Like, it's a little bit skewed for me. But, um, yeah, when I was a kid, I could see New York from my window. Or if I looked down, I saw, like, you know, crack being sold. So, it's like, all right, I'm going to try to get to New York. You know, there's a shining beacon over there. Seems like good yeah. stuff's happening over there. So, like, I only came to New York because I wanted to do something in the entertainment business. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if I didn't have that dream, I'd still be in New York and I'd be owning a home or doing something dope there or maybe opening a small business there and when mm-hmm. i when i'm done when i hopefully at the end of all this i'm like rich as shit a uh, rich as heck so you could edit that uh it's okay and uh and maybe and i want to do like i want to open up like you know a soccer academy in newark give the give give that youth an opportunity i didn't have you know mm-hmm. oh wow well also that- for third party ownership all right i'm trying to get this money you know what i mean <laughs> yes yes <laughs> like neymar's so- dad dude <laughs> <laughs> so I actually wanted to ask you about Newark. So thank you for starting to talk about Newark um, and about the academy. Why do you think that you haven't started it yet? What's stopping you? Money. <laughs> uh, I got no money. Yeah. And also, like, 
The only I like I always think it's like when you're on an airplane, you know what I mean? Like the thing drops down, right? They say mm-hmm. you got to put it on yourself first. You got to secure yourself before you can help others. Because if you mm-hmm. try to help others and you're not secure, you might falter. And now they also are not going to get a chance to be saved. Mm-hmm. So that's how I view it. Like, I don't want to be rich for the purpose of being rich. And like, look, I'll be a jerk. I get it. Like, I know what I'm going to be when I'm rich. Right. But if I get there, at least I'll have the means to help others. If there's not a way to do it now in this in the system we live in, Mm -hmm. then if one of the ways is I have to go out and acquire that money, like what what can I do with that money? Yeah, I'm going to have an iced out Cuban link. Yeah, I'm going to have a Prezi. You know what I mean? Sure, I'll have those things. But I'm also going to make sure that there's a way that I could help feed the city that made me who I am. Because if it wasn't for that city, I wouldn't be here. And that's how I view it. Right. Yeah. We are where we're products of where we come from. So do you think that that um, the hustle, I guess, the hustle mentality really kind of helps you now currently with the show and like what you're doing and trying to bring up the game? Yeah. I mean, I get asked so many times, like, how did you guys get a TV show or like other podcasts? Like, yo, what did you do? Like, because even before the TV show, we were at a pretty nice studio at a radio station. It's like, how did you do that? Like, look, some of the chips had to fall right for us. You know what I mean? We had to get some lucky strikes. But um, I, from the moment I got in, I understood what it take to get people to recognize who you were. They may not help you, but I just needed people to know who we were. So we like we snuck into VIP MLS parties. Like We went to the events. We went to MLS Cup. We took money out of our own pockets. We went to the MLS Cups. We went to the All-Star Game, and we just started networking. I was out there like hustling like I was running for office, dude. I mean, I was just anyone who would listen. I'm like, yo, I want you on the show, and here's what I do, and here's my name, and that's Christian, and he's a comic, mm-hmm. and I'm a comedian, and I'm making people laugh. And anytime I saw a player, I would go and make them laugh like I just find a way to make them laugh just to let them know what we do you know mm-hmm. and it's like i come from a city where no one loves you you know what i mean like you need to go out and find that love and yeah like whatever like i could sit here and complain about it and i could i could say how much it beat me up and it did you know what i mean and it sucked getting mugged and having your car stolen three times and bullet holes coming out of the trunk when you go pick it up the third time and you're like why don't you keep this car because i don't want to drive exhibit a um yeah. all that stuff you know what i mean it sucks when those things happen but it's like how do i take what happened to me and turn it into a positive because now i'm at a point where like i hustle at a different level in my head than other people and even if it's just that confidence like a striker needs to feel like they're going to score it in order to score you know what I mean so like I think it doesn't matter where you're from but as long as you've put sort of the thought in your head that nobody wants you to win people want someone to win you just got to make yourself that person you know what I mean mm-hmm. so like I focused my the hardest I possibly could on just getting anyone to listen to who we were not even the show and find a way to sort of build from there and I think that growing up in a city like Newark I think personally I was able to take those negatives and turn them into inspiration I, I mm-hmm. think you know, if this all ends tomorrow, whatever, maybe I'm hustling on the street or something. But, you know, like for right now, like it seems to have worked out. Yeah, that's I mean, that's definitely I can identify with it. I think that's kind of when we want to create content. It's like just keep going. Yeah. And in this, I guess right now, I wanted to talk uh, about um, new media a little bit and and um, how you're seeing um, like what what are you seeing in new media that can really kind of help? leverage the game because you're kind of doing it differently with comedy and all putting different shows out like pizza yeah no for sure speaking of new media what's the difference between your show and what everything that espn is doing right now nothing there's nothing you guys are media you know what i mean like we are Mm -hmm. media what's the difference between this and cool again nothing it's just two of us instead of four and sometimes there's a player in the middle there really is nothing Mm -hmm. like we're probably even using the same technology like um 
like I I view like especially soccer. Soccer never got covered on ESPN. It never got covered in the newspaper. No mm-hmm. one gave a damn about us. You know what I mean? How did you find out about soccer? You had to go on whatever that big soccer, that message board. You had to go to Reddit or you had to go find the information yourself. You had to go find the content yourself. We are that. We're the ones they're looking for. So right. to me, it's like, where's the world going? The idea that we're on TV is amazing because I think it gives us some type of validity we didn't have. But in all reality, it's like the reason we're on TV is because our, our podcast was popping. It wasn't like, oh, these guys are talent. And then that's what pops. They're using us. We're the wind in their sail. You know what I mean? Right. You guys are the same thing. All these new media podcasts, podcasts, uh, you know, Instagram lives and all this. That is what what the world is watching now. You know, no one's mm-hmm. like, oh, at eight o'clock at night, let's go to NBC. Like, that's rare. You know, luckily, mm-hmm. we have a fan base that says, yo, I want to see the show. So they'll go watch it. But you on think Fubo, if you miss it, you click a button, you're watching it again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, how long did it take NBC and CBS and ABC to do that? They still want, like, if you think about it, award shows and live sports are the only thing that are carrying these networks because mm-hmm. it's a must see. It's like it's an event. You know what I mean? You have mm-hmm. to watch it. For the most part, they all want what we're doing. You know what I mean? They just can't figure out that medium so where is new media going we we've been saying we're on the turn but i think you're watching it now and i think unfortunately this whole quarantine has sort of exacerbated it i think you're going to see more and more people just be comfortable with the fact that i'd rather watch it on my phone than go and turn that thing on and find the channel and do the thing i'd rather just watch it here you know yeah and it's kind of this current time i guess is really kind of bringing that out uh all this sure because we would be talking about games right now if we weren't like on the show with you yeah right yeah so we're able to be creative so um i know you talked a little bit about your your grudge on uh your show with urban pitch that i just watched um <laughs> but i don't really want to get into that because i'm a positive person okay so also um, a lot of that's been resolved <laughs> oh well, well some of it got resolved like the day before that podcast launched i was like oh they're gonna think i'm talking yeah but it's good i mean it's good content because you kind of hear like the whole trajectory of like how people try to go behind each other's back instead of like let's come together and push this all together right Right. i think that's why we work so we try our hardest i mean we're not angels all the time but like we try our hardest to do that (laughs) yeah so um well i don't want to get into grudges because that's not positive but chris well we have this this thing where we start talking about food it's kind of like a thing on our yeah. podcast and we know you love food oh, right yeah. so <laughs> well i'm gonna hand it over to chris so he can talk a little bit about that and then maybe we'll bring me back in and alan back in later cool <laughs> so so uh, i want to know first off the bat what's your net worth in pizza <laughs> about like 300 slices you know what i mean i don't know how to answer that question but I will say like, I'll never do dollar slices. I, I'm happy they're there. I'm sure there's some people that that's all they can afford. So I'm happy they're there, but I know what they put in it. And I, luckily I can make the decision to eat something different. Um, <laughs> I also just, no, but I, like, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say like, I, I'm, I'm happy that I'm at a point where like people will look at my opinion and say, all right, there's some credibility there when he talks about pizza. Like if you join Gully Squad, Gully Squad is like our, our most dedicated fan base. Um, it's almost like our Patreon. 
uh, in the Slack channel, there's a thing called Rate My Pizza that the fans started. They wanted it themselves. They put up a photo of pizza, and they want me to rate it. I taught them to take a picture of the undercarriage, take a picture of the crumb shot, which is like the bubbling on the side, and take a couple <laughs> shots of the edge. So I can really rate it. I can tell you the oven it was baked in, the fuel the oven used. Sometimes I can tell you the brand of the oven, the flour that's in the dough, how long the dough was left to rise, the temperature the oven was at. I could do all that. But I started being positive about some of the pizzas, and everyone's like, no, this isn't what we want. We want you to... We want you to take a crap on our pizza. We want you to roast it. And I was like, oh, okay, this is fun for me. So I feel like that's my credibility. That's my value right now. Okay, okay. So then, uh, you know, like what are some of the the wildest topping combinations you like on your pizza? Dude, I mean, I am wildly New York. I'm wildly traditional when it comes to pizza. I like a plain slice. You know, I like a crust sauce and cheese. That's it. Sometimes I'll go a little sausage. If it's crumbled, if it's sliced, I don't trust it. Because uh, that means it comes pre-sliced. I don't want your pre-sliced garbage. The fat dries out. I'm not having it. Um, if I'm gonna get real spicy, if I'm gonna go wild, like I'll go Mike's hot honey. I'll go garlic. I'll go onion. But I mean, the difference between New York pizza and most other pizzas is like when we say onion, there's like three onions on the pie. Like when you go to like Chicago, not even deep dish, just like regular. Like you're in the Midwest or you're in like California. You guys are in Southern California. Yeah. Like wh- when you go to like some of these places and you say like, yo, let me get onion. It's a pile of onion. Like, what are you doing? Why'd you give me all the onions you have? You know what I mean? Don't do that. It's too much moisture sitting on top of a pizza. Pizza is a war between the heat going through the crust, crisping it and the moisture that's sitting on top, re-moistening it and creating a dense crumb. So you got to stop putting so much on top. That's why when I see too much cheese, I'm like, I'm not eating the pizza because I know it's already gummy. You know what I mean? Oh, interesting. Now, so, yeah, okay, okay. Have you had cauliflower pizza? Um, I have. And, uh, the only pizza that made me more upset eating it was Papa John's. <laughs> I got paid $75 to eat a slice of Papa John's because I would refuse to do it. And I took two bites and I gave the guy back 50 bucks. I was like, I'm not doing it. I can't. I can't finish this. So like, you know, you know, this is garbage, right? Like, come on. Why are you making me eat this? You know, have any you pizza the- with a feds pattern on the bottom means it was baked on a screen. I don't want it. <laughs> have you seen the Ugly Delicious episode on pizza? On Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. Where they went to Lucali, which I live like six right? blocks from. Yeah. Which, by the way, not a good pizza. So Uh-oh. I don't I don't trust David Chang anymore. He <laughs> said that's his favorite pizza. I don't know. He also was hyping Domino's. So there was already. He Domino's. By the way, I don't know how to say this on a pocket, but like that guy is like an old school New York Italian. Yeah. Is yeah, that, yeah. Everyone kind of get what I'm saying here. Yeah. To bring Domino's to his pizza place. I'm right. surprised David Chang walked away. Right. I'm like, I was like, how is this? The cameras. How is this not only one episode where he just like murders him at the end of the yeah. episode? How does he not have stab wounds on the second episode of Ugly Delicious, dude? Right. <laughs> I can't trust anyone that says that Little Caesars is good. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Dude. I mean, you, you, like you got it. These are all you should put them in the file. When someone says something like that, you put it in the file. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, the, I think the wildest thing I had on my pizza recently is a uh, pine nuts. I think you're gonna say pineapple. Yo, pine nut pinolis are great though if you yeah, cook yeah, them in a little oil and garlic, right? That's that's the realness. That was a game changer. Yeah, dude, because they swell. That's the thing. Like people put mushrooms, they'll put like dry mushrooms. Nah, dude, you gotta you gotta have fat in there. While it cooks, right? You gotta you gotta saute it, right? So pine nuts will swell up and absorb almost all the fat. Shouts to pine nuts, dude. Yeah, man. Right. Worth it. more than weight in gold, by the way. I know a guy who stole a pinoli truck. That's what they're called, pinolis. I yeah. know a guy who stole a pinoli truck, and you know how he got caught because everyone he went to sell to was the, that was their stuff on the truck that was getting delivered. It's, it's so stupid. <laughs> it's great, dude. <laughs> they were like, hey, "Are so- you trying to sell me what I've already bought?" <laughs> that's 
Oh man. <laughs> yeah, so the beginning, the beginning of the show, you kind of alluded to this uh, this wall behind you, which you got like all your uh, MLS cards. Uh-huh. Uh, which one's probably your favorite card on that wall? Ooh, I would say um, I got Alexi Lalas in like a polo shirt holding an acoustic guitar. Uh, that that is my favorite, um, just because it's not even the dude's not even playing soccer, you know. Um, I got a Freddie Adu on there. Let's go, Freddie Adu. Um, I got Roberto Mancini. I got a bunch of weird ones. Nice. Um, I wish my the only soccer card that I like really want is like I wanted Tony Miola because the sandwich shop I used to go to had his poster growing up. So that was good, like you know that's like my connection to it. Um, and I would love I would love like uh. Just like like a like a was it a Nicholas Ladero, just like a, a Uruguayan and then a Cuban up there because I'm half Uruguayan, half Cuban, so oh. maybe like a Ozzy Alonso, you know? Okay. Old school stuff. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> stuff right there. You know, when I first listened to Cooligans, like I was like looking for some podcasts and I was just kind of going through like you know, you go through all the team like specific podcasts and then I saw a total soccer show and I listened to it and I was like, Oh man, this is straight facts, you know. And, yeah. then, and I was like, mm, I don't know if I could just keep doing this. And then I saw cool games and I was like, mm, okay, this is interesting. And it was just like from the You're very like, get-go. These are no facts. <laughs> I was like, these guys are cutting up from the get-go. This is good shit. So, I mean, it pretty much was just comedy, like, straight. And I was like, all right, this is tight. You know what I mean? And I had – and the first two I had heard were the crossover episodes where y'all oh, were, like, word. faded to straight. Like, yeah, we're yeah, going to yeah. drink tonight and just talk. And it was just like, all right, you know, let's let's hear this. So I loved – I think it was Taylor's uh, wife who was like, you guys act different when you're on the – when the Cooligans are around, you know? It's like we get them drinking a little bit, having a good time, dude, you know? And yeah, they're great. Cool. Like of all the people we met, they're the they're the the first two who were like, "Here's what we've done. Here's how we could help." And we're like, "Oh, thank you." Like they're they're godsends. Yeah, props for sure. It was definitely cool to go to one episode and then go back to the other one. Yeah, dude. So um, I have a question for you regarding guests and and kind of what's next for Cooligans. Um, who do you want on your show? That's like dream guest right now. I, to be honest, dude, like Sunil Galati, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> who would have like, like, or maybe Carlos Cordero, and we would just roast them, you know what I mean? Like, which is yeah. now he's not going to do it because I said that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, like, I I would love like the people that everyone's afraid to talk to, like, yo, like for real, like imagine we got like Seth Blatter, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. dude, could you imagine? Like he just like no no one none of his handlers like Googled us and they thought it was gonna be like a legit conversation. <laughs> like I would love that dude just to watch someone skip out on a on an on an interview midway through. Um, like my dream gets are those like the people that like like at first I, I we used to say like Don Garber and I know a lot of people hate Don Garber. Yo, we've met him like three times now. The guy's a sweetheart. Like he loves when we roast him. It's like this isn't a good episode. Just you enjoying yourself. You know, like everyone hates you. Like, I don't want to talk to you anymore, you know? Right. <laughs> like, like David Beckham, Will Farrell, right? Like guys like that are obviously on the top of the list. Like you're involved in soccer and you know, you're big names, like maybe that'll like be a good conversation. But like I would love like if Chuck Blazer was still alive, like that guy. You know what I mean? Like, let's just get someone who was like over gullied, you know what I mean? Just like stole money. And let's like I would hope that they just didn't know who we were and we could just like sandbag them, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mourinho, maybe. 
Oh, Mourinho would be great. Dude, I had a conversation with Pep when he was in New York. He had no idea who I was or cared that I did a show. Um, and I was like, man, maybe if I make him laugh, like, you know, I could tell him I'm a comedian. I do a soccer show. He'll do the show. And I said something like, as, like the funniest I thought I could be in that moment. I said something. And I was like, huh? And the guy just looked at me and goes, it was very nice meeting you. And he just like walked away. And I was like, ah, <laughs> almost got him. <laughs> oh man. That's like uh, equivalent to a tomato being thrown at you up on stage. Yeah, dude. I bombed <laughs> in front of an audience of one. <laughs> that's not good. I mean, that's like early comedy, right? Like you do those like late night, midnight, two in the morning sets at like the, at the improv club when you got like three people left. Yeah, dude. I mean, like I've so a lot of comedy shows are turning to Zoom right now and they're, they're trying to do like Zoom stand up. And I refuse to do my act if there's not an audience. I refuse it. If I can't hear applause or laughter, I'm at least the, the potential to hear it. Right. right. Um, I'm not going to do it because like comedy, you need that connection. It's the one thing we need is an audience. So it's like you yeah. put your art form on this medium. It's not going to work. And everyone who's doing it, I'm like, dude, you already have the technology to get up and talk. Just talk. Talk about something. Talk about what you love. I started talking about soccer and look where I'm at. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like I've invited. I'll do stories. Like I'll tell. Basically, I turn it into a podcast for whatever seven minutes that I'm on. I'll just start doing that because like you need an audience. Like I and I. Some people are like, I'm not going to do it because there's only one or two people listening. I'm like, stop acting like we all didn't do that for the first seven years of our career. You know, just a hostage, a couple that waltzed into this bar. And now they have to sit here through seven comics, and I think two of them know what a joke is. You know, <laughs> we've all been there. Would yeah. you pop? Is that a beer or a soda? A white claw. claw. Oh, oh it is. claws! It's always a claw with her. We all we we already know that. Like we heard it from her. It's like ah, it's a claw. It's a claw. White claw or bubbly. It's a, it's true. It's a claw. She was drinking like Wait, champagne last night. Never I was truly. Like, yeah, bubbly. Yeah, what's the deal with truly? No one seems to like that one, huh? No, no. And I have an Android. They say like you're not supposed. You only drink uh, Trulies if you have an Android. But I'm White Claw on Android, so I can't do Android, man. Nope. Well, it's a Google phone, so it's different. Still can't. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I I try to give her a hard time about the Claw. You know what I mean? Because you know White Claw is like for for dudes who try to make it seem cool. <laughs> yeah. And she's like she's legitimizing, and I'm like, ah, it's not the same. It's the new Zima. Remember that when I was yeah. you were kids, the commercials for yeah. Zima, dude? <laughs> it seems like that or Smirnoff Ice. Uh. I still get drunk on it. That's what matters. Dude, yo. I'm I'll joke all we we did we hosted the ICC tournament and a bunch of the people who were like working the tournament through like a house party and like they 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 Airbnb like this like condo. It was huge. It was like six bedroom. Uh, and everywhere you turn, there were white claws. So like after the three beers, I was like, whatever, I'll just start drinking these. Dude, I got schmizzed, which is like New York for like really drunk. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I was like, wow. I woke up the next day like, oh no, that was off of seltzer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like it's like the can I speak to your manager, white ladies version of Four Loco. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, so good. Well, our breweries down here are now now making seltzer, which is weird because that's not like a SoCal thing, right? Like that's all wild. of our breweries are play, making seltzer, so I'm happy. Yeah. Did you know seltzer is only an American thing? I was in Germany and I yeah. asked for seltzer, and the guy's like, "What?" I was like, and he spoke English. I'm like, "Seltzer," and he's like, "What?" And the English guy was next to me. He's like, "What is that? Is that a type of beer?" And I'm like, "No, it's the water, bubbly." And he's like, "Oh, soda." And I was like, "Well, yeah, but seltzer." And they're like, no, we don't know what that is. I was like, yeah. it's just us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So don't you water. guys get all our movies? <laughs> no one's yeah. ever said seltzer before. 
<laughs> yeah, the, over there it was like with gas or without gas. That's like they're yeah. different. I was like with gas. I mean, I always have gas. I mean, yeah. I'm with gas, but Thank I don't need it in asking. the water, right? Do you have right? my Lanta? I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. Oh man. Okay, so you're you're back in your uh, you're obviously quarantined in your home, yeah. and you're all about food. Um, what's your fi- most used or most made quarantine meal right now? Ooh, bacon, egg, and cheese. Oh my god, I miss it. Yeah, dude, I got like the day before this whole thing popped off. I ran to the bagel shop on my corner, <gasps> and I got two dozen bagels, and I threw them in the freezer. Oh my god! So I got a bunch of egg everything's. I got a bunch of everything's. A couple. There was like uh, a one salt bagel left. I was like, whatever. The wife likes salt. <laughs> yeah. Right. I was a couple plain, and I got like two or three garlic, and they've made everything smell like garlic, which is kind of hilarious. Uh, yeah, dude. Which is I'm fine with it, right? Damn. So I've just been like going through them one at a time. Like I'm still doing the intermittent fasting thing, which is how I lost a lot of weight. So like I'm not eating till like two, but because uh, I'm eating so late at night. But the first thing I'll do is I'll like when it's like one thirty, I'll take I'll put the oven on at three fifty. I'll take it out of the freezer and I have a pizza steel, which is like a steel you bake pizza off of sitting in the oven. I'll just throw it in there and wait like 10 minutes, cut it and toast it inside my cast iron pan with a little bit of that bacon fat in there. Let's go. Sounds so good. I'll, I'll be right back. I, I gotta go that. eat something. That's, that's <laughs> definitely something I missed from New York when I was over there. That was like uh, that you could get that at any hour of the day. And that anywhere, was- anywhere. Like I never realized when I was when I was in college, there was a kid from Columbus, Ohio, who was my dorm uh, my dorm roommate. And I was like, it was like two in the morning. I was like, yo, you want to get a slice? And he goes, a slice of what? And I was like, that's hilarious, right? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, come on. So we walked to the corner. I walk into a pizza shop. I was like, yo, let me get two and a coke, no ice. And he looked at me, he's like, dude, what did you just order? And I was like, would you hit your head? Like, what are you talking about? Like, look over, look around. No tires? No, pizza. I just got two slices. He goes, they'll let you order a pizza just by the slice? And I was like, yes. What are acid? What did you drop before we walked in here? And he goes, I've never, I've never ordered pizza by the slice. I'm like, you grew up in like a religious camp. Like you weren't allowed to. Like, I was, I honestly couldn't imagine a world. Like, I didn't know that Columbus, Ohio just had no slice shops. Or at that no. time, I think there was one downtown. I'm like, what? And he just, he didn't know that a plane was a regular slice or what people yeah. call cheese. Like, he didn't or know any of this. I was like, Can I get a pie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah let me get a pie. Mm-hmm. I think it was uh, Brian Regan has one of my favorite jokes. He said he went to, he actually he talks about he was in college with a kid from Jersey. He was the first Jersey person he ever met. And it's <laughs> like at night, the guy goes, you want to go halves on a pie? He goes, I never heard that before. He's like, I didn't know that that's what they meant for pizza. So we got a half pepperoni, half pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> I love Brian Regan, man. Oh, man. Yes. The, the lingo. We missed that. Yeah. Or I missed it. I don't know about y'all. But um, yeah, I don't have any other questions. Chris, I'm going to defer to you because I know you like uh, this part. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I mean... <laughs> Okay, so you know, earlier we talked about how my black shirts smell like steak, right? Hell yeah. yeah so, <laughs> so I mean, you know, I'm on this quarantine. I'm my my, I got this light on because for the for, for the most part, most of the episodes I'm sitting in the dark, and they're like we can't see them. So I basically took this lampshade off, put this light behind my computer. Mm-hmm. So this thing is kind of on all the time. So I'm pretty much sleeping at like weird time. I'm like a little chicken in an incubator. You know, what I mean, I kind of wake up like three three in the morning. So I'm like, shit, I'm going to cook some steak. So then I basically, <laughs> so I look up this recipe and it's like how to cook a steak indoors, you know? So I basically got the steak sitting on the oven for 20 minutes. You know, it's, it's good in there. And then it says, don't be afraid 
to turn the pan on high on the top of the stove. You know, I'm using avocado oil because I want to make sure that it's like, you know, a little bit of action, but not a lot. Right. So, yeah. So this thing is like smoking. I throw the steak on there, the first piece. And I make the, the number one mistake I make is I'm cooking without a shirt. Right. Yep. So then I basically throw the steak on there and this juice just comes out oh. and hits me right in the belly button, like dead <laughs> on. And I'm just like, 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 like Googling like a loon, you know? Oh. And just totally, just by the end of the steak, it's like, I'm like, I got a mark there. Like, it's like a surfboard <laughs> on my belly. You know what I mean? Oh, dude. <laughs> so, 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 I made, so I made this date last night. And I mean, it, it came out delicious, though. It was like a medium rare, like just like so good. And yeah, and then as a consequence, my whole apartment is smoked out. And uh, and then all my shirts smell like steak. So I mean, that's kind of the story that, that I'm going with. But I got I got like a belly button that looks like a surfboard right now. And it's, it's oh, crazy. Dude, I'm so sorry to hear that. You don't have a cast iron pan? Uh, no, I don't. So I would. Yeah. So it was all about the skillet at that moment and some avocado oil. You know what I mean? The high press point. I was like, oh, it's gonna do it. So avocado oil doesn't have that high of a smoke point, though. You got to get like a like a canola if you really want like a vegetable oil. Or right. I, you know, that here's why I like cooking skirt steak. I look. This goes against my buddy owns a steakhouse, and he's like, dude, you're out of your mind. That's not what you're supposed to do. I'm like, you're out of your mind. I know what I'm doing. I cast iron pan always has just like a little bit of fat already in it. Like for the most part, and so much fat comes out of a skirt steak anyway to add fat to the pan to me is crazy. And it cooks so quickly. So I just get that thing as high as possible. I open up the window cause I don't have a hood above my stove. I open up the window and when I throw that steak in there, it's like, but I remember when I first got the cast iron pan, I seasoned. It, it took me six hours, flaxseed oil, the whole nine. I went That's in. Right. Yeah, dude, I was that thing was like a Picasso. You know what I mean? I was like watching every section of it, just making sure guy oil on it. Now the bottom is like red. It doesn't have any oil, whatever, because I use it every day. Um, but the first day I got it perfectly seasoned. And I was like, they were like, if you want to get it extra seasoned, the first thing you should cook in it is uh, bacon, right? Because it releases so much fat. I was like, oh, good point, right? So boom, I throw some bacon in there. I forgot that I had been, it takes six hours. I showered, so I am completely naked. I throw the bacon in there. As soon as like it's, I'm like, this is incredible. I flip it. One piece of oil flies up and starts going down. I was like, well, it's not gonna, it hit like target, <laughs> like exactly the head of the snake, if you will. And sure. I was, the sound that came out of me was like, <laughs> like my wife thought it was a fire alarm. She came in like, what's wrong? And I was like, ah, and she, all she sees is a pan with <laughs> sizzling bacon and me holding my crotch. She's like, did you try to put it in the cast? I'm like, no, a piece of oil. <laughs> yeah, man, I got like this. It just came all out. And honestly, if I wasn't wearing shorts, I probably would have been done for it because it yeah, was dude. just like, it was, it was horrendous. It was very painful. Very. <laughs> and I didn't know this. My wife was like, you never heard don't cook bacon naked. I'm like, well, when do we cover that? I grew up with people who escaped communism. They don't cover that. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, man. My my other first was uh, pan frying bacon about two weeks ago, and that that was like the first time I burned myself. So it's just like, yeah, dude. But it was like so good. I was like pan frying bacon. I'll never go back to bacon. You know, there's no way. My wife is from like the suburbs. Like she's a great cook, but I saw her put bacon in the uh, in the like in the pan and put it in the oven on a rack so the fat would fall. And I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, this is like a healthier way of making bacon. I was like. Take half of that oil. That'll be for you. And on my half, 
is going to be cooked in its fat. Put, in fact, put mine underneath yours. So when the fat drips <laughs> off yours, it gets on mine. Was this before? Like, was this before or after you got married? This is after. Okay. And then that's like, I was like, before you're like, uh, I'm not sure if this is going to yeah. work. Also, could take the ring off that's right. <laughs> and give it back. <laughs> I was just this like, this is what I'm here for. I don't know about the bougie way he cooks. But like her family likes the type of crispy bacon that's like shatters. Ugh. And I'm like, I like to still feel meat, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, what do you do? Well done steak? You're just eating a shoe? Ugh. That was like when we registered for our wedding, I was like, we're putting a cast iron skillet on the wet registry, right? Like, I don't care about anything else. <laughs> yeah, we're putting yeah. a cast iron skillet on the registry, right? Dude, I got like I got the the press so I can make Cuban sandwiches. I got the big cast iron skillet. I got the mini one so I can make myself just an egg in the morning without putting too much oil in. I got like six different cast iron things in a tiny New York kitchen. Uh, Jerry from Heart of LAFC says hi. By the way, hey, what up, Jerry? What's yeah, he's, on, he's been really involved in the the locals, the supporter group here. So yeah, doesn't he? He lives in San Diego. Yeah, right? yeah, him and his yeah, family. Yeah. yeah. I did. I did Heart of LAFC, and it was like him, his lady, and his kid, yeah. and uh, another dude. It was great. And then he's like, "All right, we got to go. We have like a three-hour drive." I'm like, "Oh, you guys going on vacation?" And he's like, "No, I'm going home." I'm like, "What? Yeah, you're a season ticket holder to an LA team living in San Diego?" Well, there wasn't anything down here. Like, I started following Orange County Soccer Club. Like, that's where <laughs> that's that was my first like lit lit legit like involved in soccer. Like, I wrote for the team last year, and like, because there's nothing down here. What's up? Where's the the Charger Stadium? How far is that? Is we don't that like talk about downtown? that. We don't talk about that. No, but why can't why can't you use that stadium? You're wondering what stadium, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking about Qualcomm? I or the Q Jack Murphy, the previous team that played in San Diego, wherever they play. Why can't you use that for soccer? Uh, it's it's huge. It's like oh yeah well oh, yeah it's like giant stadium right like it's a it's an yeah. NFL stadium yeah yeah well they had a, a what was they Nisa had a team there a team, and they had yeah. like three thousand people show up which is really good for like Division yeah, three soccer like no one's there but right? it looks like no one's there yeah. like it was yeah. a cool atmosphere but it it yeah. felt cavernous um, that's the team I named nineteen oh four you guys knew that right Alan and Chris no yes yeah no. you did you really. Did? I named it, yeah. 1904 means, shout out to 1904. 1904 stands for SD, which is 19, 19th letter of the alphabet and then fourth letter of the alphabet, SD. I just realized you meant San Diego. SD means something else to me. Uh, <laughs> I was like, damn, yo, that's a fun team. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> San Diego. That's yeah. Um, and then someone else asked, when it's safe to travel again and soccer resumes, uh, the Cooligans can come to San Diego and join us for a loyal match. Dude, I would love it, yo. Let's go hang out with Landon, yo. Yeah, right? and you got you to gotta poop at the stadium, too, so we get two goals. Two goals. You're two guaranteed goals. two goals if I take a yeah. poop at your stadium. Uh, yeah. The magic continues. The, the, the yeah. bathrooms aren't as nice as LAFC, though. So I, I don't mind, dude. As long as I don't get arrested, I'm happy, <laughs> man. We will pretty much guarantee that that won't happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love San Diego, man. I performed at La Jolla, the uh, comedy store in yep. La Jolla. Yep. That, was a, that was a great weekend, man. We hung out there. We stayed at a hotel right on the water. It was just my favorite. I'd never been to San Diego. And I, a buddy of mine told me as we were driving the Pacific Coast Highway, he goes, when you get to San Diego, you're going to realize how industrial L.A. is. Because mm-hmm. the New Yorker, L.A. is the beach. You know what I mean? And it's not. It's all factories that have been converted yeah. homes. When you get that, like what we think 
LA is, that's what San Diego is. Everyone's chill. Everyone's wearing flip-flops. It's a weird place, right? Like, mm-hmm. no one, everyone's, like, riding bikes shirtless on a weekday. Like, dude, don't you people work? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. San Diego, it's, San Diego is recess. Remember recess in school? That's San Diego. <laughs> that's like, everyone's, like, everyone's eating snacks out of sandwich bags, those little Ziplocs. Like, what, what are we doing? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, everyone needs, uh, there's, uh, we need more moms in San Diego. Uh, but there was a guy on a bike, but it, I couldn't tell it was, like, electric because the battery was in the frame, right? Yeah. So he's just riding his bike without pedaling. And I'm like, did he just pedal real hard? Like, I missed it, right? So I stopped him. I was like, yo, dude, how are you doing that? He goes, ah, dude. Like, he's like, it's an electric bike, man. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, yo, you got an accent. He goes, you got an accent. I was like, yeah, I guess I do to you. And his bill, his hat bill was like this. Like, he did that. You know what I'm talking about? Like, he is like OD. Like, he is, yes, he is like peak San Diego. He's an OD San Diego, right? So I was like. I was like, yo, man, how far does it, like, what's the range on this thing? And he goes, you can get from PB to OB. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what, what does that even mean? And he's like, what? And I'm like, are those towns? And he's like, you don't know what PB and OB means? And I was like, nah, that's why I'm asking. I was like, do you know where the Bronx is? You know what I mean? Like, you know? And he goes, that's Pacific Beach to Ocean Beach, dude. I was like, is it far? <laughs> what is the range? And he goes, dude, I don't know. And I'm like, well, anyway, what do you do? He's like, I invented it. I'm like, you are not the inventor. <laughs> the only thing you invented was a moving hacky sack. I can't believe that guy's the owner of a startup. <laughs> he very well could be owner of a startup. <laughs> he lived on a bungalow near the uh, the inlet or the bay. It was just like, what? Yeah. A, I was like, you are San Diego, dude. You're the image I had in my head of the dude I was going to meet out here. <laughs> like, you got a tan on your toes, dude. <laughs> yeah, I walked into a, a, a restaurant in Little Italy, like a pretty upscale restaurant in board shorts and flip flops. And only like two people were like, mm. everyone else is like, all right. It's a, it's a weekend, San Diego. If you yeah. did that in any other little Italy, you'd right? be escorted out the back. Right. So no one walking in the front saw you. Right. Now the yeah the comedy store in La Jolla is pretty pretty chill. Um, went up there a few times. Saw it's Brody. Amazing. I saw Brody Stevens there once. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a show in New York called the Illuminati Party. That's like a secret show. Like you have to get invited to as a guest, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's been going for seven years now, which is awesome. Uh, Brody did it like a bunch of times when he was in New York, and sometimes audiences didn't kind of get him because he was like really out there. Yep. But like maybe twice, like he wasn't happy with his set. And it's like, dude, it's New York. Like we're a little different energy than LA. Like if you go out there and be real, like cheery and real positive, even if it's ironic, we're always like, what are you going to sell us a book? You know, right. relax. You know, New Yorkers have a little bit of a different attitude. But like once he realized, like once once he connected with an audience, it's like it was watching magic, Brody. It was it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, he uh, went severely missed. He headlined, and he, so he was closing the club, and he went over. Like the light was on for like fifteen <laughs> minutes, and he just kept going. Like people were getting up and leaving, and he yeah. was like, "All right, no, I'm gonna go." And he like drummed again, and like the club owner, I think, was like in the back in the doorway, just like waiting for him to finish. Like I yeah. was dying laughing because I've seen him a few times, so I get a shtick, you know what I mean? Yeah, but. I was just dying laughing, just enjoying it. Everyone's like leaving. And I'm like, what you're missing, you're missing this golden like opportunity. And, and he just the, went. the longer he goes, the better it gets. Like the more Brody he becomes. It's pretty amazing. Like I worked with Sebastian Menescalco. I don't know if you guys know who that is. He's a really funny comic. He does like arenas now. He's huge, right? Um, but he did an hour and 40 minutes 
And most headliners do an hour. Like I'm a headliner now. I do an hour. Sometimes I'll do like an hour 10, an hour 15 if the audience is really having a good time. He did an hour and 40. And I know he does long. He goes long. When he's when he's feeling it, he'll do his he'll do whatever he can, right? Because he he's a big name in comedy. Um, I remember the the staff was get I was opening for him. So I would do 20 up top and then bring him on and he would do an hour, hour and he started going like an hour and 20 and I saw the like one of the, the waiters uh, was like getting her checks ready. And I was like, nah, <laughs> go ask if they want more beer, dude. You're going to be here for another 30 minutes. And she's like, no. And I go, yeah, <laughs> I was like, dude, it's Sebastian. <laughs> it's like, you're trust me. And, and the fans won't leave because they also know the like she was the only one who didn't know what's about to happen. I'm like, oh, no, he's going to be here for a hot minute. <laughs> Gotta awesome. love it. Watch um, that cough. No, it's just allergies. Into the <laughs> right? Yeah, you got um, on them. So know. are you taking on any new hobbies like while you're stuck at home? You know what? Like I I wanted to learn French on Duolingo. Like that was something I wanted to do. I love how you guys do that all the time. Like you should have had one like poops all the time. Uh <laughs> like, I wanted I wanted to do Duolingo and learn French because Montreal is it pretty much become my favorite city in the world. It's just, I love going up there. I've got so many friends up there now. And it's just, it, I feel like, like when my wife first got together with me, she didn't know Spanish. And I saw her like work really hard at like being able to communicate with my family. And I feel like I'm a bad person not being able to communicate with people in their own language, even though, you know, there's only so much you can do. So like, I wanted to learn French, but I haven't touched it once. I mean, we've been so busy, which is a blessing. Like I really do feel really lucky because there's a lot of people, especially in New York. Like I legitimately haven't left my apartment for any reason in three weeks. Like, I just refused. Like, I got a lot of food before we started. I was prepared. Like, I got toilet paper. I got the paper towels. Like, I'm good to go. I don't have to leave maybe for another week. You know, so I feel really lucky that I haven't had to leave. But I also, like, all my friends are posting stuff, like, especially other comics that just aren't working right now and doing nothing. They're posting up, like, they're, like, on vacation. You know? And I'm like, I have, like, deadlines? Like, what did I do to myself? You know? <laughs> I was like, yo, people got their feet up. I'm, like, sweating. I'm, like, doing, like, I shot a pilot from my living room. Oh, wow. <laughs> what do we do? Why? My agent was like, I'm so proud of you. I'm like, I'm not proud of me. I'm like, I'm like, I could have done this in person in, like, six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I know I was telling uh, my husband today, I was like, I kind of wish I didn't have to work. Like I'm blessed to work, but I just want to not work for a little <laughs> bit like everyone else, you know? It's kind of nice. You know, my wife's a yeah. nurse. So like, I try not to complain too much because New York city is the epicenter of the disease mm -hmm. or the virus right. right now. And she's literally on the front lines. So mm. I try not to complain. I try to, to yeah, absolutely. Shout out to her. And you know, again, thanks for the benefits, baby girl. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> uh, you know, as a comic, Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's tough because what am I going to do? What am I really going to complain about? The fact that I'm mm -hmm. able to like feed myself. You know what I mean? I, I can't complain. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, I will, you know, <laughs> I guess that's for it. That's what this cover is for. <laughs> yeah, we're so happy that you could join us. Um, I'm good. Alan, do you have any last questions for Alexis? No, I mean he's been he's he's been great. Thanks for coming in and, and chatting Making with us. Making us laugh. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, no, it's an honor, and thank you so much for uh, having me on. Don't forget to uh, tag me, and I'll share this with everyone uh, possible. Yeah, and tag Fubo Sports, dude. Yeah, and we can follow you at Not Alexis. Absolutely, and everyone listening, Fubo Sports is free. So even if you don't subscribe to the Fubo service, if you download the app, you could just watch that show, you that channel. It's got a bunch mm -hmm. of great shows on it. It's got Drinks with Binks with Julie Stewart Binks. It's got mine. There's a bunch of new ones coming on. It's awesome. It's a nice. great channel. You can also watch it at FootballSportsNetwork.com.
Twitch.com and just streams on there. It's on nice. Roku. It's on a bunch of stuff. Nice. Awesome. Well, and we got to come out to we got to come out to a loyal game. Yes, please hang out, with Landon. You know, oh, it'd be dope. He roasted my sneakers last time I saw him, so I gotta get him back. <laughs> he goes, "Are those Nick sneakers?" I was like, "Hell yeah, dude!" To the day I die, he's like, Ugh. "Sorry to hear that." And I was like, "Come on, <laughs> dude, you're yeah, against Algeria. Don't do this to me." <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, we want to thank you for joining us. I really uh, loved laughing with you. That was that was really awesome. So, um, any last words, Alan, Chris? Nah, man, I really appreciated you on the show for sure. Nah, thank you so much for having me on. I uh, hope your belly button heals. <laughs> oh, man, I just took a picture of it. It looks really bad. Don't oh, post that on the Twitter. Please don't. Yeah, dude, tag, tag me in that. <laughs> oh, I will. I will. <laughs> Maybe we can make it the cover art for this episode. Yeah. Yes. Just, just, I just love it, dude. A burnt bagel. Just a belly button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you zoom in enough. <laughs> thank you so much guys it was a blast yeah man. thank you have a good night take Bye. care all righty oh, well wow. my belly hurts her. right <laughs> uh, what else to talk about Not uh just a couple things coming down the the pike pipe i don't know i'm terrible pipe. with those things i said the, i said the ghost is clear when i was growing up i didn't realize it was the coast is clear but whatever I also said it was, we do chicken rice, because that was a thing. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't always hear that great. It's perfect for a music teacher, right? Um, next week, we're working on having John Kempen come in. He is the undefeated goalie for the San Diego Loyal. Um, the team, and uh, I think it's captained by Coach Nate Miller, right? The ghost is clear. My wife's going to love that. Um they're going to be doing a fundraiser for Rady's Children Hospital uh, starting next week. You might have seen a few things on Twitter about it uh, from John Kempen, but I think it's going to be kind of a competition between the the players to see who can raise the most money for Rady's Children Hospital. Um, he's got a, a kind of a cool story and connection to uh, Rady's, just like um, Jack Metcalf was talking about it on his interview. Uh, so hopefully we're going to have him in, talk about that fundraiser, and get, a little, get to know him a little bit better. Um we did reach our goal for feeding San Diego for the EUSL tournament. Uh, so that's another reason to celebrate. Um, that's 22,000 meals um, that they can uh, give to people in San Diego in need, and people need it a lot right now. Um, so a, a lot of really good things happening in the community. Uh, I know we're all stuck inside, but we are all doing great things. Uh, and um, tomorrow morning, if you're watching us live, tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., if you didn't see um, – Avila, Eric Avila is doing uh, Coffee with Avi uh, every Tuesday and Thursday at 9 a.m. on Instagram Live, so check it out. Um, I'm probably going to try and catch it, even though I should be working. Um, I'll probably be hopping on a few times. Uh, so there's a lot of really cool stuff ha happening in the community, and we will um, be bringing that, uh, hopefully, John Kempen in next time uh, to talk about that fundraiser and get to know him a little bit more. Um, Marissa, where can we find you? You can find me at hashtag Marissa. Where can we find you? By Chris Walker. <laughs> I answered for you. Sorry. Efficiency. <laughs> you can you can find me at my burnt my belly button steak. That's your new screen name, burned belly button. Uh, by Chris Walker. <laughs> and you can find me steak steak, steak button. <laughs> and you can find me on the insta uh, on the Instagram on the Twitter. Uh, machine mm -hmm. at a underwood 48 
Um, thank you if you listen live. Hopefully, if you are listening on the podcast, you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, we got some interviews to drop in the meantime, uh, so we'll be pumping those out as well. So um, thank you for stopping by tonight, and thank you for listening. Don't forget to hit subscribe and rate and review. Thank you, everyone. Stay home. Stay gully. Man, where's Harry at? This and every episode is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. You can find other podcasts on bgn.fm. The Fairweather Podcast is also sponsored by Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie-cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com.